Previously on Riftwake, Yosefi as well as Gora from Naheim undergo a trial at the Church of Petra to try to earn redemption for Gorv's recent actions. Yosefi carries Gorv through it, but apparently that's good enough. After that, and an ensuing argument with the party, is the final straw, and Nor heads out the door. Hi there, my name's Nathan, and I'm the Dungeon Master of Riftwake. I'm Remy, playing Norlarin Valos, half-drow rogue. I'm Mitch, and I play Valmir Windark, the handsome half-elf bard. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and welcome to Riftwake. Nor, you leave the dainty flower and uh, begin to make your way towards the glowing anvil. You move your way through the crowds, and um, how, how, how is Nor, Nor feeling as he moves through the like crowded streets of Jordan. I mean, his face is definitely blank. He's not showing his feelings on the outside, but he is angry. He has done more than a little bit to try to protect Gorf from the consequences of his actions. He has had enough. The fact that the aftermath of the guard station being burnt down, both Gorf and Nor himself getting knocked out, the unfairness of that fight in terms of just Nor is displeased at life right now. So inside, he is angry. But again, he is going to hide that fact as he, you know, calmly strides down the street, though, heading towards what will hurt Gorf more than anything else he can do. And uh, there's a little jingle as you open the door to <laughs> the glowing anvil. Uh, you see that Doric is currently staring deeply into uh, Sally. Like, she doesn't have eyes, but, you know. <laughs> uh, he, he turns to notice that Nora is there and says, Ah, right, Nora, uh, you're here. <laughs> He, 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 um, he's a bit sweaty and he, he, he like, pushes aside his hair a bit. Mm. <laughs> Internally, gross. Not saying that out loud, though. Uh, good afternoon, Doric. Um, have you heard the good news? Oh, oh, right. Uh, Gorif, uh, succeeded in his trial, didn't they? That would appear to be the case. So on that note, I wanted to check in with you and see if our commissions are ready so that the proper uh, reuniting right. can be done. Uh, he's going to basically head to um, the back and just pull out uh, all the equipment from the party and just like put it on the table. Right, uh, so that's all the stuff you ordered. It's all nicely done. Ah. <sighs> It, truly, your work is exceptional. Many thanks What's for the rest your of help. the party? Oh, they're right, all I, celebrating I at see. the Dainty Flower. All right, then. Hmm? Uh, did you... Okay. Uh, never mind. I didn't want to interrupt your night. Uh, have a nice night, and uh, all right, be well. Um, you too. And he's just, like, on, on the table, there's Yosefi's um, equipment, Valmir's equipment, your equipment. Uh, and most importantly, Garth's light splinters, all the... So all of them are going into Jesus. the bag of holding. <laughs> okay, so you take all the stuff. Hmm. So Nor, Nor is going to head back to the Dainty Flower and go the back okay. way up to the room. 
and he is going to leave uh, Yosefi's flail as well as uh, I can never remember. Was it Betty or Veronica that was the one that got enhanced? Valmir. <laughs> Whatever. I leave Valmir's yeah, item I, as I, well. I don't remember what. I think it was Betty. Okay. Then, yeah, so Betty will be left there for Valmir, uh, as well as... Um, yeah, it was Betty. Yeah. So Nor will also just scribble down a note and just kind of, just kind of like tuck it under Betty's bowstring and then just like position it so that like it wouldn't be easily noticeable, but in such a way that, you know, when, whenever Valmir picks it up, he would certainly notice the note. And once that happens, Valmer, or sorry, uh, once Valmer's note is dropped off, uh, Nor is going to sneak back out and head out. So, all right then, Nor uh, sneaks off into the um, the. I yep, purposely did not say where he's sneaking to yet. That's into for the, the night note. with the new moon and the new moon, new moon, new moon is no moon. <laughs> yeah. So the yes, yes it is. sky is pitch black. The, all you can see are the stars in the sky. Um, the moon is not present. It took an off day. Uh, <laughs> and um, the party continues to celebrate. Later in the evening, uh, Valmir, you're going to find the stuff in there. And wait, uh, you're going to notice a note. Um, you're going to head up first before anyone else. Uh, so the note will be addressed to Valmir and will just say, just. I apologize for the necessity of slinking off into the night, but Gorf's actions are inexcusable. And short of killing him in his sleep, I am not able to enact a worthy justice upon him at this point in time. And to be a person who kills someone in his party is just not the kind of man I want to be. On the other hand, you are my friend, and simply leaving without this word of goodbye would feel inappropriate. That being said, I'm heading off just to the outskirts of town. If you want or are willing to come and say goodbye, that is something that I would appreciate. I will be here until the witching hour, but regardless, I wish you well in life, my friend. Signed, Northern Valos. Honestly, I forgot you had a last name. <laughs> That's because you're always a... Oh, Valmir's gonna stare at that note for a little bit, um, pack his the shit, and... rest of the party, you know, the presumably preoccupied by the drinking, and don't notice you leave. And, um... So... Because they're losers. Well, to be fair, Yosefi does have good reason to be proud tonight. Between the renovations, between yes, his actions... Yosefi has had a very good day. <laughs> To be fair, even if they saw me, I'm pretty sure I could persuade my way out of it. <laughs> like, guys, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm going out I mean, just, for I'm walk. going for a walk, whatever. Uh, Why are you, you taking your backpack? Too hard. Uh, shut up. I mean, didn't want to leave, didn't want to leave it in the room. <laughs> Don't want Gorf to vomit on it. Well, I mean, with a plus 13 persuasion, I could have said the Chinese take out back into the room. True. Oh, they give plastic bags? It's like, no, don't think about it. <laughs> Without spilling... <laughs> <laughs> no, plastic this hasn't is better been insulated. Yet. Plastic hasn't been invented yet, so I'm taking my bag. How eco-friendly of you, my friend. <laughs> Anyways, so Nora, uh, currently where I used to like describe the space, 
Uh, honestly, Nor probably wouldn't know the area, but mm-hmm. it would be a large clearing outside of town that probably has a good amount of stands and such set up. So it would be the arena right. where Gorif and Morris fought yeah, through that gauntlet, correct. but now would probably be well abandoned at this so time. So you, you two meet there. Actually, Valmy, how do you enter the arena? I... Garishly? I mean, how does Valmir do everything? You prance your way in. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. So once he sees him, like, Nor will have a small smile on his face and give a nod. Valmir? Nor? <sighs> what are your thoughts on recent events? Yeah, screw that dwarf. Yeah, that's about where I am as well. He probably would have killed me if not for you saving my life. And I thank you for that. If it was just a that, straight fist fight, I was going to stay out of it. But uh, you don't divine smite a coffee Especially cup. not a Riffwick branded <laughs> one. <laughs> yes, I have. I have more than a few questions about the Church of Petra in the aftermath of all of that. But as much as I do like you and respect Yosefi, I cannot trust Gora from Naheim. So... That puts me in somewhat of a pickle. I am a rather skilled individual, if I do say so myself. But as that fight in the guard station proved, I am still more than a little bit vulnerable should I be entrapped. I'll be honest, I don't know quite what to do now. Uh, Well, uh, I mean, think about it. You got the sending stone. I got the rifty thing. (laughs) You know, I just strike out on her own. True. True, but even past that, what do you want in this world? Money, fame, women, more women. (laughs) Uh, That'll get a real laugh out of Nor, and he'll just give a nod. I think that recently I've been focusing so much on having to clean up after Gorf that I've been losing sight of goals of my own. So, wait... Did you say we should strike off? Yeah. You're coming along? Of course I'm coming. You want to stick around to that jackass without you? So that is going to get another smirk at Anor, and he's just going to just put a hand on your shoulder and say, you are a good friend. And between the two of us, we are quite capable. So as you said, you have the way to seal the rift, and I have the sending stone. Do we want to coordinate with Blackthorn, or do we want to put some more distance between us and Gorif before we make such a call? Yeah, let's, uh, let's get a little further away. I don't want to accidentally run into them. All right. So, well, on the other hand, we do know that the current mission was to go to Dren, but if the others were to go there, that would be rather troublesome to us. So perhaps we should call and ask for some other target. Yeah, I guess we Unless try there's that. simply someplace else you'd like to just head towards. Brothels? I think it's safe to say any sufficiently sized city would have some form of district of ill repute where we could find entertainment for the night. And honestly, without us being slowed down in such pursuits... I imagine it will actually end up being considerably easier for us to find company going forward. So Nor will just pull out the Sending Stone and just say, well, shall we go ahead and see if there is a destination for us then? Take the world by the horns. 
All right. Uh, so with that being said, Nor will go ahead and call Blackthorn. So it's rather late, but Blackthorn pretty much pretty much picks up almost instantly, and he he, he um, you just hear him uh, say, "Hello, is is Nor?" Indeed. Uh, sorry to trouble you at this hour, but well, there is some trouble afoot. I don't suppose. Do you have any? contacts here in Jardin that would have given you the recent events? I know what happened. Are you aware of the details of what led to that situation? He pauses and says, uh, yes, I have heard from a friend of mine. So, as you are aware, part of the unwritten rules of adventuring is trust, and that you must trust the people that you are with. Fremnaheim has shattered that bond. And with that being said, both Valmer and myself have made the choice that traveling in a party with Fremnaheim is not in our best interests for safety or sanity. He pauses and says, I understand. So what do you wish to do now? Well, that's the question. The guards, when events kicked off, were trying to tell us about the situation in Dren. So the issue then immediately becomes apparent that Gorif is not supposed to go to the city of Dren, but if we were to head to Dren, then that would also be an obvious location if they were to try to find us. So I would appreciate your input. Should we head to Dren and you send them elsewhere or the other way around? and you give us some other destination. He pauses and says, I think Dren is better suited for the more destructive, shall I say, methods. There is a certain situation going on in the capital that I believe that um, both of you have certain persuasive skills that will be a lot more useful for that situation. What's the situation? Well, I'm sure you've heard that the prince is getting crowned as the new king. Of course. Well, it's been going decently, but there appears to be some something going on within the courts. There's perhaps certain, some of the lords and ladies seem to be acting oddly to mm, spies I have. And, well, I would like you to head there and investigate it. Very well. The two of us, or are there any other agents that we'd be able to assist? In fact, uh, this is actually quite fortuitous of a um, situation. I do have agents there who are of a similar skill set, and I do believe that your services will be quite useful. Hmm. That does sound well-suited to us. Thank you for that. So then the next question would be the rifts. At the moment, I have the Sending Stone to you, and Valmer has the Sealer. If we do have Yosefi and Gorif continue dealing with those, they would need a new set of those items. He says, I will sort out that stuff. I'll send Gavin over in the morning. And if you are to give them some new reinforcements, I advise either... People who are more chaotically inclined, or people who are dispensable. He, you, you can hear a pause and on the other side, and he says, "I might have just the thing, and if there's nothing left that no one wants to say, he's going to end the message." Yeah, that's fine with Nor. 
and the connection is cut off. <sighs> All right. So once the call ends, Nor will just make eye contact with Valmer again. I'll admit that went better than I was expecting. Um, that is a situation well suited for our talents. The only thing we would have to be careful of is getting to the capital safely, as that is still quite the journey. And as skilled as we are, we are only two men. Yeah, but so, we're, you know, pretty awesome. Well, let's just say that my ego is not what it once was at the very at the moment, and that I am likely to be a tad more cautious, at least for the near future. So that being said, of course, do we want to simply make the journey? Do we want to see if there's a caravan or some such that may be heading in that direction? Yeah, at the very least, let's get a carriage. I don't want to walk the whole way. True. <sighs> yes, get a horse and carriage. Perhaps hire someone who's heading to the capital to do the driving for us. We are men of wealth now, and I do feel that is something we should enjoy more. We have gone through a significant amount of struggle to get here, and I say that we should spend an equal amount of effort on enjoying the pleasures of life. Ah, I should have stolen that new flask off of Gorov. Well, I do have <clears throat> this, and Nor will pull out Light Splinter. <laughs> I'll drink to that shit. Uh, also, I have this, and Nor will pull out his other endless flask that until now the party hadn't known about. Do you, did you notice how I seem to have kept pulling Swirly out of my ass? Yeah, I didn't think too much of it. That was the intent, but... And he just gives the infinite flask a little jiggle. And a grin. I'm in. Indeed. Uh, one thing that I did learn, uh, it does turn out that large quantities of Swirly is quite explosive, in fact. But it also did come up that Swirly is quite valuable to the right buyers. So maintaining a comfortable lifestyle, I think, will be quite simple for us going forwards. And with that, Nora's just going to pour out two shots of swirly and offer one. I would one like one of you to roll constitution saving throws. <laughs> oh, come on. It's the first drink. No, just, just, just saving yes. throws, you say. Just for funsies. There's nothing oh, serious. Here goes my plus zero. Well, Gorgon Josephi find us passed out like 10 feet outside the city gates. And so <laughs> both of you. Make your merry way, you find someone to, and then you pay them to take you um, to the capital. So, uh, to a better the future. Two, um, <laughs> the two uh, are currently on the carriage. Carriage? What? What, what do you. A cart. Oh, what? Yep. Okay, oh, so you, like you're you going to rent a carriage. on the carriage on your way to. I mean, we do have yeah, a substantial amount of money. Capital. So. Yeah. Off and uh, off to find out what dealings may be happening in the courts of the capital. Um, two of you are in the, on the carriage, and uh, the so you're, you're going to find yourself resting quite nicely in this carriage. The seats are quite nicely cushioned. Seems to be some kind of down of sorts, and uh, I, I imagine both of you are going to sleep in the carriage while it makes its way through. So by the time mm -hmm. you wake up, you um, find yourselves at the just crossing the Jardim Bridge. It's trolls. However, there doesn't seem to be anything of that sort. You continue your way through the forest and your carriage is stopped and there is shouting outside. 
Okay. Uh, I guess perception check to listen to what is going on. So from what... Okay, all that. That'd be a 22. So that's 22. So quickly looking out of the carriage window, you're going to see that... It seems to be ha- like some sort of uh, commotion ahead with a lot of people standing about with their carts stopped. Huh. And is this on the bridge, before the bridge, after the bridge? After the bridge. Okay. The area is quite well forested, so there isn't really much of a path outside of the main road. Hmm. Okay. Uh, can Nor just peek his head out the window to see if there's a visible sign of what's going on? So looking at what has happened it appears that like a bunch of the trees have been knocked over and there seems to be uh like some sort of uh commotion going on there uh, like that's as much as you can see from the car the the carriage <sighs> there's always something going on down there shall we yeah what all right i'll sleep what's going on yes these are rather nice cushions there appears to be some kind of hold up ahead, but I can't quite see what's going on from here. Is something to do with trees or some such, but, well, we might need a closer look. Might need a fireball. That does seem to help with a lot of our situations, yes. It's good for trees, at least. True. Anyway, shall we? We shall. So, two of you quickly hop off Arm and arm, we skip off. Hop off the carriage just to investigate what's going on. la, 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 la. Your merriment is observed by the general population of disdain. <laughs> <laughs> they will remember that. Uh, oh, so, that is not exactly a norm move. So you, the two of you make your way steadily to a, towards the front, and you're going to find something quite interesting. Remember, you, you notice yes. that there's a very noticeable like mess. Like, uh, there is like this very large and spreading um, plume of water coming from a broken down uh, cart. Plume of water? Yes. That's odd. Valmir, what do you make of that? Uh, I mean, I don't think it's going to work very well with Fireball. So you see, when you say plume of water, mm-hmm. do you mean like it is gushing out like more gushing. water than the cart looks like it could held? Yes. Or does it look like there is a big tank? Or So it okay, looks so like it's probably gushing some kind out. Of and here's the thing. Looking at the water, you're going to notice that it's very bubbly. Almost like it's effervescent. Oh, god damn it, Nathan. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm going to say that Nor himself will just say, God damn it. It's the effervescent water guy. Out of character, I very vaguely remember anything about this. <laughs> <sighs> Nor will just shake his head and just walk forward till he see till he finds the guy. And the guy is currently panicking. Ah, uh, what was his name again? James, John, I don't know. <laughs> God damn it, Nathan. <laughs> Let's go, with James. All right, Bubbles. James, is that you? He turns around and sees you and says, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah the friends with that the the nice dwarf." Er. Uh, we did travel with Gorf, yes, the, the, but yes, we may want the, to talk the, more about that later. Uh, what seems to be the problem here? Right, so, as your dwarf, like, uh, Gorf, who is amazing, told me that everyone would love it. So, I went to a nearby rune worker to get, well, these made, and he's, like, sh- showing the mess. And he says, it was supposed to make it 
you know, infinite. Oh, I might... was it uh, Sil in the desert who you spoke to? I, I didn't choose Sil. He's too expensive. But oh. I, I got uh, one of the room workers there. Uh, and, uh, well, apparently I probably should have paid for the unbreakable um, spell thing. because y- Yes, yes, you should have. Yeah, oh, I, I, I crashed into so a tree is... uh, when because... Well, I, I was thinking about Gorf and how how much money I make because of his, you know, advertising. And, uh, yeah, I got distracted. Well, that is good cause of why drivers for hire exist. They are a valuable service in the world. But also why distracted driving is not a thing you should do. Turn to the camera. Don't drive distracted <laughs> or under the influence. <laughs> Uh, anyway. <laughs> so is this going to keep spreading infinitely then? I don't and know like, much about this And here's a worrying thing, right? Every couple of seconds, there's just like an, like an explosion of it that just shoots in a direction, not like shooting at a tree and just pushing it over. Hmm. Seems very dangerous. I am... I'm sorry to say this, but it may be necessary to completely destroy it, as that seems more than a little dangerous. Yeah, I was just about to cast Shatter. I wasn't even going to care if he cared about it being destroyed. <laughs> and and he, he looks sad, because and, and he says, but, but it costs me so much Do you know gold. how to fix that? Because I don't. He says... And if the- one of those blasts of water that is knocking down a tree were to hit a person, I don't think it'd be as clean as a tree getting knocked over is. Okay, 19. Another uh, <laughs> bit of water just shoots by and just slams into one of the uh, carts, sending produce flying in the air. My cabbages! <laughs> Sorry, I had to. <laughs> it's alright. <laughs> and, and he says, uh, does, does anyone know what to do? Well, it's either fix it or destroy it. I think I don't know how to fix it, so I vote we have to destroy it for the sake of safety. He he looks devastated. (laughs) (laughs) But he slowly nods of a like very sad like he's he's he has lost a lot of money. (laughs) Uh Valmer? (laughs) That didn't work. Why am I still targeting Gorf? Because whatever we map we were last on has you targeting Gora for the fireball. Yeah. Well, either way, you're casting it at an area, so I don't think there's any saving yeah. throw anyway for it. So, so what's going to happen is you're going to um, cast it on the thing, and it's just going to basically... Put, there's going to be like a massive wave, more like, that's going to just push out for a bit, like slosh your shoes, make it really uncomfortable and icky. I'm so tempted to say it. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, um, you know, it's, it's really uncomfortable. So, like, when you walk, there's like a, you know, and <laughs> press to digitation. <laughs> uh, and that's no longer there because of press to digitation. An awful smell that ruins every moment. Anyway, so. <laughs> the merchant. Uh, the effervescence man, uh, now known as James, <laughs> is um, going to run towards his cart to see if there's anything he can salvage. But ju- just like a random person in the bunch is going gonna to shout out, 
But, but what about the trees? You're right. I could destroy the trees. Do you destroy the trees? <laughs> I cast fireball. So does does the gushing stop? Um, as of now, yes. All right. So did the trees just fall into the roadway? Some is that what you draw, what you're talking about? Yeah. So basically, or did they the, fall away? Like on onto the pathway. So there's like blockages. Mm-hmm. How big are the trees? How flammable big. are the trees? Very. But they're covered in water, so a bit less, but still yeah, very. So not very. Depending on that's which part you water, choose. W- w- that's not how wet wood works, but okay. Magic. Look, magic I'm pretty fire. sure a level four fireball is that's not going to care if the tree is wet. Magic fire. That is the point. You know, it's it's going to all turn into steam almost instantly. <laughs> that's why you don't stand on top of it. Actually, wait. How big is the area of effect on shatter? Uh, 10 foot radius. Okay. So had any of the trees been caught in the shatter? A bit, but the, the floor is still like, what what the shatter do exactly? Shadow like uh, right? Yeah. So like sure. A sudden loud ringing noise painfully intense erupts from a point of your choice within range. Uh see each creature blah 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 ten foot radius. Uh uh creature made of inorganic material such as stone crystal metal right. has disadvantage. Okay, then I say yeah. Uh it, it basically breaks apart the wood, but the well, just it's the yeah. last sentence that matters. A non-magical object that isn't being worn or carried takes oh, the damage if it's in the yeah, spell's so area. It's all broken apart, but it's still like a heap of wood there. Like it, it may be bits and pieces, but it's still bits and pieces. Okay. Will an explosion take care of it? I cast a level Probably. four fireball. That's also like 12, 12 of a lot of people. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, there we you. do have a rather skilled mage here. Uh, if we could all just step back. A fireball should be sufficient to clear the remaining trees. So if everyone could just make sure to stay behind this line, we will get this dealt with momentarily. On the count of three. Three. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, like, you see, like, people gasp, and some, like, you see a little kid just, like, stop crying. If I was a little kid and and I saw somebody (laughs) blow a bunch of shit up with magic fire, I'd be like, dude, awesome. I'm going to be a mage when I grow up. No, no. It's by a kid. I mean, I mean, like he's like, um, like, oh yeah, toddler to a tree. You know, like a, like a, like a toddler. If, if big explosion, you scared a drain on society. Yeah, we should kill them all. Um, so, <laughs> uh, questionable comments. I'm just not gonna respond this time. If I responded every time you said something questionable, we'd never get anything done. So, like the the it's. The, the road is smoldering, but all that's left is ashes, and it should be okay. Let me just do one last roll to see if anything else happens, shall we? Oh, yes. Okay, so what happens, right, is that as this is done, you're going to see the merchant continue to move through his thing, and then he's going to gasp and a reach for something. At this very moment, whatever remains of the glass thing that was holding all his water is going to explode and the shots are going to slam into him and since he's just a commoner he's going to basically be pierced by these um glass shots and basically lay down unconscious with like massive glass shots in his chest unconscious not instantly dead you you don't quite know Mm. he's very bloody so nor is just going to glance at valmir but then turn back to the crowd are there any healers around I got it. Your wounds. I was trying to hint to not do that. Oh, <sighs> oh well. <laughs> it would have been like, no, yes, it's exactly. like, okay, sorry, too bad. That was the oh, hope. Oh, you did it now. That was the hope. <laughs> we won't see him again. Well, I gotta clean up my mask, you know. I don't want to gorf up the situation. 
I mean, that was so, him um, getting close to the unstable magical the, the, the James are going to... That's on him. <laughs> so, uh, the, the, the James was going to be crying in pain. It's like, <laughs> that hurts so much. Uh, you're not wounded anymore. You're fine. I, I, there is no pain. You're not injured. Pain. Fine. <laughs> there was blood. Press the digitation. And now there isn't. Ah, and it, it, that, that's all he's gonna do. He's basically gonna wince and <laughs> cry. <laughs> just, just. All right. Uh, he's in a bad. Ladies state. and gentlemen, <laughs> we will try to help clean up this area. Uh, all of you are free to be on your way and enjoy the rest of your day. Sorry for the troubles. And like they, they begin to slowly move out, out of the way and down the road, and back to the carriage. Well, not quite yet. Hmm. <laughs> Let's see here. How do I want to do this? Uh, I I did want to. Well, I have to rather bring up some unfortunate news to you. Um, have you? Well, uh, using Gora from Naheim on your advertisements may not be the best idea in response to recent events. He looks up and says, "What?" And then you see like his what remains of his cart. It's just plastered over it. <laughs> Mm. I can always fireball um, the card. Are all the people gone? Yes. All of them? I'm, I want to be very sure of this. Yes. Good. Roll me a perception. Okay. <laughs> He's gonna brutally murder him. No, there's no one. Absolutely no one. Good. He is all alone. I'm and going very to scared. pull up my upgraded bow and I'm going to shoot him in the chest. He dies. <laughs> the upgrade that was done to Nor's bow meant that instead of using arrows anymore, pulling back the string conjures a bolt of fire that can then be shot out towards Norse enemies, which would mean that the wound that this man took would now look as if an unfortunate flaming bit of shrapnel pierced this poor man's chest and that the aftermath of the cart's explosion was obviously what killed him, given that that is where he died. That's pretty nasty. Shall we be off, Felmer? Yep. You you guys head back to to the carriage and uh, you get back on. He he's kind of, he's been waiting for all this while. Uh, it's it's around the corner, so he didn't see anything. There you go, right? So he says, uh, the 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 carriage um, <laughs> guy says, uh, what, what what was it all about? Well, there seems to have been an accident with an unstable magic item. That unfortunately uh, would appear that there was a fatality when the item exploded and knocked over a few trees and the owner of the cart appears to have been killed by some fiery shrapnel. But the obstruction has now been cleared and we should be able to be on our way. Righty then. <laughs> he, just, he just takes it and stride and... <laughs> and like, like, he doesn't question a single thing. He, he just... Alley -oop, and he just like gets the horses to move forward. He, he, he turns around and sees the guy. Is like, damn! And then he continues moving onwards. He looks at it like um, how how you would look at a car crash at, uh, <laughs> while you're driving, and then he, mm -hmm. he just moves onward. Like that sucks. Onward. <laughs> do 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 do. I mean, like he, he isn't being paid to ask questions, um, so he goes he goes nope. on. In fact, he's being paid not so, to ask questions. Um, so, That's how you get a bonus. 
soon um, you arrive at the start of the desert and he he um, nods at you and says, I, and, uh, sorry, I can't take you any further. The carriage can't uh, handle the sands. <sighs> Understandable. I do appreciate the lift and a good day to you, he sir. He nods and he, uh, <laughs> he doodles his way off. <sighs> uh, I guess we're hoofing it from here. Yeah. So if I remember right, I don't have the map open right now. Okay, uh, and uh, where are we at? Bottom there. right hand. Okay, so way the fuck out of the way from Varnoff. Yeah, so Good it's... Um, oh, okay, yeah. So basically, uh, mostly due east right. of where we are. So it's uh, right in the middle of the Azenda desert. So you... Mm-hmm. I presume you have some supplies that you've bought already for this. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, mean, we've traveled have. the desert before, so I'm sure that we just have desert clothing in the pack. And um, you... And not to mention that we have the soup flask, food, so we're good right. on supplies front. So you're going to make your way through the purple sands of the Azendaza. I need to remember the other right now. So, <laughs> and um, mm-hmm. as like um, as of now, the weather is actually quite. I wouldn't say good because deserts generally aren't that great in terms of weather. It's just um, sandstorm or sun most of the time. Thankfully, how. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blackthorn told us that the air is fine in the bag of holding, yes. right? Okay, just wanted to make sure that that's known. And um, you're going to continue walk to to begin your trek through the Azan Desert towards Zaron. This is going to take you about uh, three days because uh, it's quite some ways off, and you're not really um, you you went with a group of people, so it's going to be slightly faster. So three days, and you're going to. Make your way mm-hmm. through the Azan Desert. Um, so soon it grows to uh, become night, and you, off in the distance, uh, you notice that the there's a sort of light coming off towards where Zaron is. Some lights. You're not sure exactly what. I don't know if you've been to Zaron before. Have your characters been to Zaron? I don't think so. So you have no, no idea what those lights are. Um, no, it doesn't look like you've been there. Dalmir, Dren, Jarden, Varnak. You hated Varnak. Nobody by has the way. been to Zaron on the show, so I'm quite excited. So nope. currently, yes, y'all, you sat um, in on the second evening, and uh, as you make your way towards Zaron, the lights are getting uh, brighter. <laughs> um, yeah. Hmm. Would we be able to roll a history check to know if we've heard any tales about sure. this kind of thing? Let's see. Oh yeah, twenty. So Nor. And uh, Valmia, you would both know that these lights are actually um, basically spirits that have died in the Azan Desert that roam about Zaron. But the thing is that they seem to they, they are known to be docile because of the magics that have been cast around the place. And while you're, you're like um, enjoying your meal, um, you're gonna hear something. Uh, actually, roll me a perception, real quick. It's gonna be easy, but just roll me a quick perception. Twenty. Okay. Yes, you're going to hear a creak nearby, uh, behind one of the dunes, and you're gonna hear the sound of sand moving. Sorry, a creak, as in like creaking wood, or a creak, as in a, a thin creak, river? as in you know, like a bone creaking. Ah, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know a wood creaking sounds like, and a water creak. Never heard bones creaking. They have very creaky bones in this uh, desert. <sighs> hmm. 
like a Did skeleton. Did you hear that sound? That sounded like creaking bones. <laughs> I know exactly what that sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it did sound reminiscent of bones creaking, didn't it? Hmm. Ah, stupid purple sand, stupid undead. Should I cast fireball in that general okay, direction? Okay, you can do that if you want. I mean, it is on the other side of a dune, so I'd rather you save that until we see what it is. No, well, I mean, uh, I do have seven Norwell, fireballs. Norwell, like, have... Jesus Christ. Okay. So I do it anyways. It'll be cool. Just, by the gods. I need to remember to stop saying Jesus Christ in character. That's like one of the hardest things to do in D&D is to not say Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So in character, like, I like the idea. It's just, just like Valmer just says, I can do it seven times. And then Nora's just like, by the gods. All right. Sure. Go for it then. All right, a lava fireball over the hill. Do I hit anything? There are bones flying in the air. <laughs> <laughs> and, a, and a massive, like, plume of sand, and, like, it just, you, you hear the sound of the sand hitting the thing, and then you hear, like, a couple, like, tsh, tsh, here and there from the bones just falling in, and then a silence. Are you going to peek over the Yes, dune? yes, yes, I will. You're going to see, like, this, like, uneven patch of, like, slightly... <laughs> Uh, glossy <laughs> sand at some point and then you're just gonna find like a bunch of different skeletons that have just been destroyed in the process ah, I don't say this often enough but I am glad you're my friend I'm glad you're my friend too <laughs> <laughs> ah, I believe it may be in our best interest to go a little farther off before we set camp I like that moment <laughs> it really shows how powerful you are compared to the <laughs> level one and twos that had to actually fight them. Uh, freaking fireball. <laughs> 20 foot radius. Yeah, just wait till I get circle of death. It's just like instantly kills everything in, in uh, the radius. That would be funny if it was really like... The entire combat Like encounter. an orphanage on a field trip or something like that. And whoops. Uh, you're giving Nathan ideas. Stop it. <laughs> Sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, take a note. The next time we have an unseen target, we must visually see them before firing. No. <laughs> or not. It's like, we're going on a field trip. All Yay! right. My my bones are creaky. <laughs> creaky. It's just like a fucking a fireball appears across the edge. And all the flesh is incinerated, so only bones, so we think it's just skeletons. Come across the edge. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Either way, I solved this problem. (laughs) He doesn't doesn't need a cleric anymore. Uh, (laughs) He doesn't need it anymore. (laughs) Look, teach him, build a man a fire, they'll be warm for a a day. Light a man on fire, they'll be warm the rest of their life. (laughs) Short as it is. I like that saying. So, well done. <laughs> the two of you are going to finally make your way to the city of Zaran, and you're going to find it to be quite the um, awesome place. Uh, in the you know the old term of awesome, it, it's very full of awe. Inspiring. Yes, full of awe. So, as you um, see the place, you're going to see, notice that some of the walls have been damaged. Um, presumably over all the many years of um, the demon war, right? And like there's just bits and pieces that are chipped and uh, falling off and such. And the city is actually rather impressive. Uh, it's quite large, all things considered, be- despite being in the uh, desert. And 
uh, despite not having as much glass-based uh, things as Varnok, there are still quite a lot of different things that are made from glass. From uh, basically like some people's swords are made from glass, uh, different um, things that normally would be made from stuff like wood and such are made from glass. And walking through the uh, space, you're going to find, you're going to notice a couple of tieflings in chains uh, being um, basically whipped and moved about uh, the place. And uh, you see a couple of them toiling away at uh, one of the um, work houses and you're gonna see that uh, essentially they're forced to cast fire magic on um, a lot of uh, the sand to turn it molten into giant slabs of uh, glass that people can work with and you just see um, that off to the side as you, as you walk past that area and then you uh, move forward and you see like the um, market space where there's all sorts of different shops the there's a lot of different uh, cloth uh, covers to prevent the sun from hitting anyone who's walking through the narrow uh, market spaces. And you, um, I assume that you already asked Blackthorn where to meet Indeed. the people. So you're going to head. So Saron is very um, maze like in its construction, and most alleyways are incredibly uh, tight and narrow and uh, turn this way and that. It's very hard to find your way um, through it. It's very hard for people to find you. And you follow some directions that you remember Blackthorn telling you. And you quickly open a door off to the side and enter into a room. And there you find the floor um, nicely. Like it's all sand, like based on some, like the purple sandstone. And there's like carpets on it to prevent uh, your shoes from getting too, um, you know, Hearts of us as a bad and <laughs> okay i thought you were gonna meant to deal with the sand yeah that too so you uh see that in the space there are there, there appear to be quite a lot of different kinds of clothing a lot that seem very uh prim and proper but the thing is that they're nothing like the jar than um the the kind of wet the kind of clothes that the royalty uh who live in jarden wear and it's actually quite um cut down and like a lot of the frills and such that you normally would expect from the fashion in jordan are not present uh, presumably because it's fucking hot as shit but yeah <laughs> well they should learn prestidigitation to chill up to one cubic foot of space <laughs> get out <laughs> so how do you think i've been walking through the uh, desert here you <laughs> the two of you are going to um essentially uh hear some movement from the stairs which are on your right and a human uh who currently is dressed in a very uh, simple vest and um trousers is going to quickly uh come down and greet the two of you and he's going to say with great energy hi hi there um are, are you the two that uh blackthorn sent indeed and there you are is. Oh, me? I'm I'm Xavier. Nice to meet you. A pleasure. Shake his hand. He shakes yours, and he goes to shake Valmir's hand. I guess I shake it. <laughs> it's like, I'm kind of reluctant. <laughs> and um, following behind him is a someone who, a, a, a woman of, uh, a young woman of about 23 or so, somewhere about that, uh, is also going to come down and say, uh, and basically uh, greet the two of you. 
And uh, from what you've heard from Blackthorn, these two are basically um, have roles in the court. They uh, okay, they're mixed with the yeah courtiers and stuff. And essentially, they just pass along the information to Blackthorn. And uh, in this situation, um, they're going to sit you down and pass you a couple of drinks. There's nothing in your drink. Just saying. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking it, so thank it's, you. It's, so um, yeah, the the drinks are basically uh, rather simple fare, but it is a fruit based uh, fruit fruit based drink um, from a certain fruit that's native to uh, the area that okay. you can find growing. Something like a um, cactus fruit kind of thing. Yeah, something like that. You ever have cactus fruit? It's, it's a delicious. bit hard to find. I know it's great. So I like ikema more. The or uh, hibiscus, not hikama. Uh, Xavier's going to uh, turn to two, the two of you and say, So, have you heard of the Vetruvians? Indeed. We were a part of Blackthorn's party during the initial negotiations. I see. So, then you must know that they are currently... Um, there seem to be some of them across the continent. We have heard the beginnings of such tales, yes. It's quite worrying, honestly, because... Um, if what we suspect is true, and he nods towards the woman, she hasn't given a name, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to say they they might have infiltrated the court already. Uh, Some of the before we move things. on, have you heard any information about their numbers? I've heard the basis of the infiltration rumors, but no one I've previously spoken to has any idea of potential numbers. How many Vitruvians are there thought to be? He's, he's going to nod uh, quickly and say, based on what Blackthorn sensed while he was on the uh, near the ships, according to what he told us, there's about perhaps maybe even a hundred spellcasters among them. Oh dear. Okay, one hundred spellcasters is not inconsistent. Not even that of uh, weak magic. All of them are highly competent. I see. That is indeed concerning. All right. Well, uh, what is the current status here then? I apologize for interrupting. He um, shakes his head and says, it's all right. Uh, So Blackthorn suspects that some of the people in court have been replaced by the Vitruvians, perhaps through some illusory magic. We are trying to figure out how they do it, but the way that they cast magic is so different from what we are used to. Different how? It's very hard to easily. Well, normally you would expect to send some sort of, I don't know, uh, some sort of magic that's hiding what they, like, um, how, how they are, but there just seems to be something off about the whole thing. Off, you say? Yes. Some of them have been doing things that, well, they normally wouldn't. For example, um, one of the lords made a certain decision that uh, normally he wouldn't. He suggested that perhaps the king would uh, deal with the tieflings differently. And we all know that, well, the tieflings deserve what they have as of now. And that lord showed no previous signs of tiefling sympathies? None. So, I again, I feel this simply has to be asked. Why is it that the Vitruvians are suspected, then, and not 
tiefling blackmail. He pauses and says, you do have a point. I've been hearing many tales about these potential Vitruvian infiltrators, but I've yet to hear any evidence that actually points at that. So where are these rumors coming from? He pauses and says, you do have a point. I have been hearing this about, but it could be the tieflings that are trying to make use of the situation to get a hold in the capital. So this would be an incredibly aggressive move on the part of the Vitruvians to do anything like what has been described, which is odd. So is it not possible that it's simply suspicion of foreigners? <laughs> He's, uh, he, he, he pauses and says, that could be the case. But I, I suppose that's why we're Blackthorn. here, isn't it? To investigate and find whatever is the truth of the Indeed. matter. And what was the name of the lord in question? Well, his name is Lord Varen. Okay. I imagine you might have heard of him. He went with Blackthorn during the negotiations. Ah, yes. <sighs> Snooty guy, but skilled for all his attitude. Nope, don't remember. Skilled is a word. <laughs> he was not skilled. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he is a lord. We gotta um, show something to not just have yes. him cut our heads off. Good. Uh, so the he, he's going to uh, Xavier's going to be like true. That 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 is how I would put it. Yes. Uh, is he still in town? He nods and says he's currently um, having a meeting with a couple of other lords uh, at the palace. All right then. It seems like that see- that would be an obvious first stop for us then. Is there anything else that we need to be told about the current status in the city? Just be careful. I there have been people going missing recently and I'm not entirely sure if it's because of the Vitruvian issue or something mm. else. Well, it does seem we'll be able to stay busy. Uh thank you, Xavier. Um and turn to the woman. What is your stake in all this? She looks um to looks at um Nora and says Wait, what what do you mean by stake in this situation? Why are you here? Who are you? Why are you here? Give us info now, David. Okay. <laughs> okay. She says quietly and uh I, I'm I I'm just she she quietens down and says I'm just here to find out what happened to my brother and and uh she like th- there's just going to be a pause and then the silence nor will just like slow head turn to valmer and just kind of give him a raised eyebrow like you want to do this one all right so uh who who's your brother and actually who are you she's going to say i'm actually can you just go and make me an easy like uh History check. History. Can I just persuade her to tell me what I want to know? I mean, you could, but this is just like this if you know. So, you think you recognize her as perhaps one of the, um, a, a cousin to the royal, one of the cousins of the royal family, something like that. And, uh, basically... Didn't I see you in one of them nudie scrolls? <laughs> Dude. <laughs> 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 nah, that ain't it. <laughs> Wait, you're related to the somebody or other. I know I have seen you before somewhere. (laughs) And uh, she's going to say, as for my brother, well, he hasn't been the same. Um, He recently stopped stopped eating and, well, he's been very sick. Wait, so he's back from being missing. You didn't mention that part. Yeah, 
when he came back, he 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 was very cold and he he doesn't speak anymore. I don't know what happened to him, but I, I tried to find out as much as I could. And well, Master Blackthorn says he he knows a thing or two. He 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 might be able to tell me a thing or two, and I, I might be able to find out a thing or two if if I if I helped him too. So Blackthorn's extorting you. She shakes her head and say, "He he's kept my brother well alive for for now with his magics." Hmm. How long was he missing, and how long ago did he return? She thinks and says, "I would say." And she, the the time frame is basically she he went missing um about two to three weeks after the um vetro uh, the vetruvians arrived and he came back so basically a week or two uh, ago which basically the time difference from when he was missing and when he came back is about almost a month. Okay, wait. So so give me a number. How long was he gone and how long is he back? So he was missing for about a month. He's back for about two weeks. Gotcha. Thank you. Oh, my. And I apologize for this next question, but it is necessary to narrow down possibilities. You said he hasn't spoke. Is that due to a physical or magical reason? Or mental, I suppose. Like he still has his tongue? She, she looks distressed when, when you say tongue. And she says, no, no, he, he, he still has his tongue. But he hasn't, he hasn't spoken. His eyes are... A doll. He he doesn't see when people talk to him. It's like he's empty. Hey, try getting him drunk. <laughs> she so when Valmir says that, she's going to say, "Of course not. Why 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 would we do that?" Well, there is a reason that so many veterans do choose to take up drink. It does have a way of dulling painful memories, which is a legitimate option to try to prompt him to speak. Give him a shot. She's going to. Look over to uh, Xavier. He right now is pretty much just like very intently staring off to the side. Okay. Yes. Uh, actually, before we do take any actions, what has been attempted since he's returned? She's going to say, "Well, we've we've gotten many clerics to check and see if they could." cast any healing magics to cure him, but nothing has worked. And Blackthorn himself, Master Blackthorn has uh, seen him, and all, all he's managed to do is stabilize his condition. Was Blackthorn able to detect if there is some form of active magic on him? And she's going to say, I, I believe so, but well, but uh, he, he told me that uh, it wasn't something that he knew what to do with. Hmm. Do you mind if we were to meet your brother to see if we can at least eliminate some possibilities? Just going to, uh, like, pause and think about it and say, all right, just be, don't be too loud around him and don't, don't do anything that might hurt him, she, she says. And at this point, Xavier's going to, uh, turn, turn to, uh, like, like, stop looking off to the side and say, actually, I was there when... Uh, he was taken. Taken? Taken is very different than missing. Yes. <sighs> what well, happened? So I was I was scouting out a sort of situation within the court. And, well, one of the ladies told me to take care of her brother. 
and like like basically um saying her brother as in you know the girl's brother and say and and he says and well whilst um i was i was distracted and both the person i was looking for and the young the young boy well they both did they were both went missing okay so now there's another you are bad at sharing information so now there's another person involved he was taken this is the kind of stuff that you should lead with okay who's this other person involved and um he's going to say well we're not quite sure he's just someone that recently joined the court and well only a couple people know who they are but this individual was given access to a royal yes he says okay fine so they were in the room you're distracted by something and then the two of them are both gone yes yes was there a sign of struggle or were they simply gone gone were they indoors or outdoors when this happened we were in the well in one of the waiting rooms in the palace okay were there doors to this room he nods but you didn't hear said doors no <sighs> has the other person returned no and no well brother doesn't no okay is there anything else that we ought to know about this he he shakes his head and says nothing else was there anyone else in the room besides you and the two of them no it was just me very well then and then just kind of snap his head back to the woman you still haven't given either his or your name my, my name's dia and my brother's name's quinn dia and quinn thank you all right so there is a lot of business afoot here in the capital. And yes. Nora is just going to turn to Val and give a little smirk. Well, at least we won't get bored. There are strange things afoot in the capital. People going missing, people coming back, but under an unknown magical effect. Is it the Tieflings? Is it the Vitruvians? Are there other factions in the shadows? Find out in a future arc of Riftwake. Thanks for listening to this episode of Riffwake. Please leave us a review and give us five stars on iTunes. Also, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Tier stars slow as a dollar and even that much really helps us out. Support us to get benefits such as behind-the-scenes content, early access to episodes, access to the monthly hangout where you'll be able to chat with the cast, and even input on riffs and rules topics. Find us on social media, on Twitter at Riffwake Podcast, on Facebook as Riffwake, on Reddit on the subreddit r slash Podcast, and you can send us an email riffwakepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Bye.